a new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. Good morning, Christian America. This is the response. This is the reaction of the crowd of the onlookers when Jesus begins his ministry, when he's approached and challenged by possessed people, by demonic forces, and he's able to rebuke these demonic forces, and they do what Jesus tells them to do. It's amazing for all involved. It's, they, they stand in amazement at the power and the authority in which Jesus speaks with. Let's talk about that this morning. Let's discuss the beginning of Jesus's ministry. Good morning, Christian America. Good morning, Christian America. Eddie here, as always, representing the Christian American revitalization effort. That's the Christian American revitalization effort where we try to revitalize. We are trying to revitalize the Christian faith here in this country because the Christian faith, as we believe, has gone awry, has become lukewarm, has become soft, as, and, and the believers, the followers in Christ um, have dwindled. Just, just the numbers flush that out. We, we have less believers. We are a less Christian country than we have been in the past. And because of that, we've, we are spiraling and we have the potential to continue to spiral down in the wrong direction, a, a direction that we think uh, we, we've seen for quite some time of a community, of a society, of a country that's kind of lost its way spiritually. And that because we've lost our, our way spiritually, we see all these detrimental effects with the family, within our community, within our society, how we treat one another, how we speak to one another, uh, just being kind and courteous and generous to one another. Everything uh, stems from our Christian faith. So when we donate more, when we, when we are strong in our faith, we tend to donate more. We tend to uh, give more. We tend to serve one another more. We tend to do good works more. And because we lack that now, holistically as a community, as the numbers have, like I said, continued to go down. What do we see? We see more harshness in our country. We, we hear more harshness and rudeness in our speech to one another. We don't know how to communicate with one another without yelling at them, without threatening them, without um, constantly arguing and bickering over, over any and all issues, it seems. It's that, it's that step away from faith. It's that step away from acting and behaving and, and, and setting the example that Christ calls us to, to pick up our cross and, and imitate him. Even Paul says, imitate me. It may imitate me in the way that I live my life, that I serve, that I'm here to serve as a servant. I'm not here to uh, achieve grandiose things. I just want to be closer to Christ. You know, it's in the first letter of the Corinthians where Paul talks about that specifically. But that's what we're called to do. And so here in the Christian American revitalization effort, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to call Christian Americans across this nation to revitalize their faith, to strengthen their faith through scripture, through uh, through action, through love of, of first God and your neighbor. And then, you know, expand that to the people that you know, to the community that you partake in. Uh, and if we can do that in our own little circles, if we can do that in, in our own little neighborhoods, in our own communities, in our own uh, organizations, 
and our own churches so we can truly keep our minds and our eyes fixated where they should be, which is Christ and the way that he calls us to live, then we, our lives will be better individually. And then we can make the lives of those around us better. And then we can live a better life collectively together. That is what we are called to do. That is what the message that Christ calls for us. And so it's in that light that we come to you every Friday to bring you scripture unedited. We're going to give it to you verbatim. We're going to allow you to see it. We're going to allow you, uh, we're going to read it to you so you understand what scripture says in the gospel of Mark and today's, uh, today's gospel, uh, Mark 1 verse 21 through 28. And in this passage, you'll see this is the beginning of Jesus's ministry. And so he's been tempted by the devil and he's rebuked him. And he's rebuked him with scripture, first and foremost. He's Before that, he was baptized by John the Baptist, the one who said, uh, there's a greater one to come. And then as we talked about last week here on the Friday podcast, the call to his first disciples, the call to, uh, to, to Peter, who is called Simon, his brother Andrew, John the Beloved, and his brother James, the son of Zebedee. And you'll hear these names throughout the scripture. You hear these names anytime the Christian faith is mentioned because it's these ordinary men who follow this extraordinary person that learn from him and then then uh, proceeded to lead their lives in support of this man, in support of Jesus, the Christ. And so we can take so many lessons, not only from Jesus, but also from the actions that took place after Jesus ascended into heaven by his followers. So you can, we can see the fruit that they bore from, uh, from, from years spent in Jesus's ministry. So let us also get into Jesus ministry. Let us also read and hear and understand what Jesus's ministry was and is and what our lives are called to be and the authority and the power in which Jesus came to this earth so that we can we can better understand not only his life but we can better understand our life and what he wants and commands of us in our own lives so let's get right down to it if you got your if you got your bibles uh i'd ask you to open up to, to the book of mark the gospel of mark we're here in chapter one verse 21 and again for these friday podcasts what we do is we go section by section, not even chapter by chapter, but there's too much. There's too much goodness. There's too much to talk to, to talk about and to talk to uh, in each one of these chapters. So it's, and I, we're not trying to keep you here all day. So we're, we, we condense uh, scripture into brief passages that the Bible lays out. And then we can read it verbatim, listen to it, and then discuss just what it means, what it means for the people of the time and what does it mean for us today and how we live our lives and how we should live our lives going forward. So again, that's the book of Mark chapter one, verse 21. And it starts off and it says, then they came to Capernaum and on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out 
what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him and all were amazed and asked one another, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. That's a brief passage here that Mark lays out. And again, the book of Mark, the gospel of Mark, isn't very verbose. He doesn't mention a lot of details that some of the other gospels do mention. He gets right to the point and the, essentially the purpose and the power that is Jesus's ministry. And so in this passage, it, although it's brief, it tells us a couple of things. It tells us one, as they entered into Capernaum and what happens on Sunday or what happens on the Sabbath, he goes in, Jesus goes in to the synagogue. He goes to church, right? He's keeping holy the Lord's day as we all should too, to follow in his footsteps on, on, our, uh, on, on our Sabbath, that we should also attend church and that we should also uh, dedicate that day to God's message. This is in the very first uh, this is in the, in, in the Ten Commandments to keep holy the Lord's day. So that's the first thing that we get uh, out of this teaching. And then we we hear that as Jesus is teaching, the people who are listening are amazed. And Mark will use this phrase a bunch at the amazement of the people who have not heard a message that Jesus has gives a, a message like uh, what Jesus is giving one with authority not just of information what i'm what i'm giving to you right now is just information i'm showing you and reading you the scripture and then we kind of talk about what that means but at no point do i want to perceive that i'm actually speaking with authority that i don't have if i were to stand up here and or if i were to broadcast you know, my views on what you should be doing based on the authority that I think that I would have. I would, this would be a different conversation. I don't have that authority. The scribes didn't have that authority. The leaders, even within their own church, didn't necessarily have, didn't have the authority that Jesus has. So there's a different context in, in the message that Jesus is giving compared to what they're used to. There's, it's a different context between being uh, going to school and listening to your teacher talk from a textbook and listening to your mother or father tell you what is right or what's wrong. There's a different level of authority that Jesus speaks with compared to everyone else. And so they're amazed. And they're so amazed that even the unclean spirit that dwells within a person that's in the church, that's in the synagogue. So there's another lesson here. Just because someone is sitting in a church doesn't mean that they're clean. Just because someone is calls themselves Christian, just because someone gets up and goes to church doesn't mean that evil doesn't dwell within that person. 
That simple act of going to church doesn't make everything better. It doesn't mean that the person that sits next to your left and to your right or in front of you or, or even the one that speaks to you from the pulpit, it doesn't mean that evil spirits can't reside within that person. It doesn't mean that that person's heart is good. But who are we to know and how are we to know and who are we to judge? But that's a lesson here also that just because someone's in the church doesn't mean that they're saved doesn't mean that they truly believe they could be haunted by evil spirits just the same and so with jesus teaching and authority the evil spirit recognizes who is speaking and he jumps out and he challenges what are you to do with us then jesus oh holy one of god i know who you are we know who you are even the evil spirits recognize who jesus is and they should because he was just tempted by the devil earlier in this chapter. And he rebuked the devil. He beat the devil in the wilderness. And now he's conducting his ministry. And Jesus was able to rebuke this evil spirit right then and there. And they commanded him because he has the authority and he has the power over them. When we're troubled, when we are uh, uh, down and out, when we are desolate when we are in the depths of despair and depression we're letting the prince of lies control our life we feel that we can't overcome the challenges or the obstacles or wherever it is that you may be that these spirits have overtaken you there is power in the name of jesus there is power and authority in the name of jesus understanding that listening to what scripture says clearly showing you the power that he has to remove this evilness from your life and to put you on a better track to put you in a spot where he wants you to be but you have to turn towards him you have to approach him you have to ask for that intervention and so th that's just one more lesson and these few passages that we talk. And so Jesus rebukes the evil spirit and all were amazed. Again, Mark uses this phrase that all were amazed and asked himself, who is this? What is this? This is a new teaching. It's a new teaching. It's a new day. Jesus comes to make all things new. He comes and speaks with authority from the father. He said his fame grew everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. And it should, because what he's embarking on is changing the world, changing the history that they know, and he will change the future for everyone, even for us today. This is not a mere man. This is not a mere teacher. This is not a mere minister. This is Jesus, the Christ. The one who speaks with authority, the one who has power over demons, the one who has power to interject himself and his spirit in our lives. And when he does, he does so for the good and can use all things for the good. And so we need to recognize that. We need to identify who we are in this passage and who Christ is and who he wants us to be and how he wants us to live. Because if we don't, 
we're on a path to being possessed by evil forces that will continue to convulse us into fighting with one another, that will continue to convulse us into anger and hatred and division and everything that the Prince of Lies wants to uh, incorporate into your life, wants to bring into your life. We can either do that or we can turn our attention where it should be to the one who makes all things good, the one who makes all, everything work for his will. Now, I would definitely prefer the latter. And I encourage you to prefer the latter. And my friends, we have to, as a community, as a people, as a country, we have to understand that there's only one fix. There's only one. There's only one fix in this life. There's only one fix in our country that can bridge the gap between ideologies, between political parties, between the haves and the have-nots, between any line of division. There's only one bridge, only one. Because it's, there's only one with the authority granted from God, and that's Christ. When we live our lives and try to live our lives in the manner in which he calls us to, our personal lives will be much improved. The lives of our friends and family will be much improved. And not only that, most importantly, the lives our everlasting lives will be improved. And that's the ultimate goal, and it should be the ultimate goal. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, that's the podcast for this Friday. Remember, if you like what we do here, I'd ask that you share on social media, you share with your friends and your family. We have to continue to spread the message of Christ. If we don't continue, if you don't help us in the Christian American community, within the Christian American revitalization effort, by sharing this podcast, by sharing this video, by sharing this audio, by speaking to your friends, by sharing the good news of the gospel, if we don't do these things, you think the algorithms in Silicon Valley are going to help us solve these, uh, uh, spread this good news? Or are they going to try? Or are they more likely to try to silence the spreading of the good news? I'd ask you that, and I'd ask, I'd ask you to contribute to the Christian American community not by donating anything, not by donations. We don't ask for donations; we ask for participation. But by participating in the Christian American revitalization effort, by participating and sharing and liking and commenting and spreading the message of Christ, we we are here to inform educate and inspire each other and you're a big part of that and so with that ladies and gentlemen until monday will we uh, come to you again here on this podcast you guys stay on fire for christ stay blessed good morning christian america